these combos. We gon' show you how the world goes. AG combos. We gon' show you how the world goes. AG combos. We gon' show you how the world goes. Take a look at the world we living in. It's falling apart. Put the glass muscle and guns, but don't show hard. Conversation, let that be a lesson. Speak the truth in the booth, call it confession. Chains of oppression links us together. Any stormy weather, red, blue, black, or white, we can do better. It's AD combos, pay attention. Make links, break chains, yeah, that's the mission. I said, yeah, that's the mission. AD's combos, we gon' show you how the world goes. AD's combos, we gon' show you how the What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of AG's Convos. It's me, AG, and Ken Smith. What up, doe? What's happening, bruh? Nothing much, brother. Another week. Yes, sir. Another day back on the pod, but today's special. Yes, sir. Because we got some special individuals that's calling in. Yes, of course, we sir. got our man Alonzo Quinney calling from Grafton Correctional Leaks Institution. Leaks not changed. Another episode. I know they've been waiting for it. It's been a couple <laughs> weeks now. Yeah, I know. But we got an even more special guest as far as I'm concerned. Not to take anything away from Zoe. I love you, bro. But I got family in here today. Yes, sir. I got my other nephew. <laughs> I only got a few, but this one is special, man, because he's my youngest, uh, I guess my second to the last youngest nephew. Can everybody say what's up to Sean for me, please? Sean, can you say hello to my crowd, please? What up, what up? What's going on, y'all? This is my nephew. Little backstory. Y'all know I got a sister. My sister had kids. Darrell, everybody know Darrell at this point, because I'll never not talk about my nephew. But Darrell had a little brother. Yes, sir. His little brother name is Sean. Boom. Boom. That's the guy. I'm, I'm looking at him. I love him. We, we go back. We go back to day one. I remember him coming through the dough as his little <laughs> bitty chunk of chunk of muscle in the in the <laughs> carriage. You know what I mean? So I remember them days, man. And everybody know how I feel about family. Everybody know how I feel about the people in my family. Sean, I'm blessed to have you down here, man. For sure, for sure. I really appreciate you taking a minute. You know, we got a conversation today about you know, repairing broken relationships or restoring fractured relationships, however you want to put it. You and I have never had that, but there has been moments in our life where we were separated mm -hmm. because I was either in another part of the country or because you spent some time in jail. You know, we mm -hmm. go get into that a little bit, especially once Alonzo get on the phone because he can spit to that. But I don't want people to think that I'm talking to a criminal or even an ex-convict. I'm talking to a very independent young man that knows how to stand on his own two feet that went through one of the if not the most traumatic experiences of his life while in the penal system we'll talk about that a little bit but we're going to talk about how relationships are challenged in the prison system i'm gonna to talk to him about that i'm gonna to talk to alonzo about that and we're gonna go over a little bit of how we have maintained our relationship over the course of time but uh don't get it twisted the guy has other talents. <laughs> and we in the recording business. Me and Ken here, we finally got GB Entertainment launched. Yes, sir. Uh, the studio space is being developed as we speak. The yes, website sir. is up and running, gbentmedia.com. Feel free to check it out. Get a feel for what we're doing there. But, uh, Sean, you, uh, 
You know, we've been trying to get you in the studio for a long time, man. Yeah. You know, because you got some talents, man, that we haven't really tapped into. So I'm going to put you on the spot. What's up with it? I want to hear what you got to say. Yeah, I want to hear you spit a little bit. I'm gonna drop. I'm gonna drop a beat, man. What you want? What you want? What the beat? Which what, what beat you want? Um, spot and bottom. Uh, spot and got beatbox. That's okay. Cool. Okay. I, I'm gonna put that on, and we are gonna let shine. Go. Let's go. <laughs> hey. Damn, it is shit exclusive. All about the wrist game. Don't chain swing a gang bang. Take off on a nigga like boo gang. Major pain with the aim. Dual game similar to John Wayne. No guts, no glory. More stories. Niggas ain't really want it. Walk the streets like Mr. Roger. Make a profit on this trip. Got the chocolate boom, chocolate lockers. Just in case a nigga wanna trip. D, that's my partner. Whip game proper. And the marrow fast in the bitch. So if it's a problem, I low solve them. And I might just peel from the whip. Pop beans, drink lean, promethazine, bitch, I'm on everything Blacked out with Diana, woke up, thought the bitch was Billie Jean Had a case in the lounge, said nothing like my name was Mr. Bean Dream team, my team, loyalty, I put that over everything Big things, little things, Mossberg, turn shit to smithereen Ask Jackson with the ratchet, clothes passive, I think got the package Call the pastor, what they have in case it's nigga, this is murder rep Never lacking, no one slacking, nah, I know me, keep the bitch in my jacket Lost the bottom, I got him, nigga Alonzo Quinney. Hey, 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 how you doing, brother? Not bad at all, hey, bro. Hey. How are you? What's happening, I'm man? Good. Man, you, hey. Oh, man, listen. We alive, man. We alive, and uh, all is well over here, man, from the other side of America, man. We good. I'm good. From the Grafton Correctional like Facility. <laughs> you know, hey. uh, you know, this is another episode of Link's Not Change. Link's so. Not Change. Link's Not Change. Link's Not Change. <laughs> Clearly, you, you got your you got your homie Kenny Smith on here. What up with it, Big bro? Kid. What up with it? Big G. What's going on, man? It's been a minute. <laughs> yes, sir. And we it's also we also got a guest, man. I don't, you probably don't remember my nephew Sean, uh, but it, you talk about my, well, well, you. Sean, right? I can't say Lil Sean. Yeah, you can't say Lil Sean no more. He ain't little. He, he pushing 30. Okay. I'm sure you remember his What's father, up, though, Krosky. What's going on, Alonzo? How you doing? Oh, man, man. You, hey, we making it happen in service, brother. You, you already know. You already know. So, yeah, yeah, man. We, you know, so we got this topic of the day. It's, okay. uh, it's restoring or, you know, just repairing damaged relationships, right? So, wow. You know, we're talking about how things don't necessarily go according to plan. Not in life, not in families, not in relationships. Sometimes things just get thrown out of whack. Sometimes for all the wrong reasons. Sometimes on miscommunications, man. But you two, you and Sean both, you know, y'all have an experience that I don't have. You're currently living in the penal system in Grafton. Sean spent a little time on the inside, a little federal time, so it's probably a different environment, I would have to assume. But um, I'm just curious, man, you know, how do you form a relationship in Grafton? Ooh. <laughs> Sean, I'm going to need your help on this. <laughs> oh, yeah. For sure. I'm going to narrate after okay, you. Okay, so, so now we're talking about, because it's, it's a broad range of relationships, and 
just like in the Avery program, my program, right, is everything is built around relationships. Right. So this boils down to how well you communicate and right. your communication skills. So uh, so let me, let me simplify this for you a little bit. Okay. You know, I want you to speak to how you form a relationship within the prison community because that's what you're doing with Avi. You're you're getting guys to participate in almost like a family-based organization in the AV program. Where Sean, you know, if you don't mind, you could speak more to maybe a relationship that you're trying to maintain on the outside. And the reason why I want to focus on how these relationships are formed on the inside is because they don't necessarily stay the same. You know what I mean? And Alonzo, you could speak firsthand. You didn't, you didn't have your fair share of partners, if you will, on the outside that you know, just didn't work out for one reason or another. And Sean, you know, you, you didn't went in and got back out, you know, what, what were the relationships like as far as your intimate relationships while you were in there and which ones didn't survive because of that environment and how, what kind of relationship do you have with those individuals now? So just to give you an idea where my head is. Um, personally me, like when I went in there for real, for real, you know, I was, I was young, you know what I mean? So I, I made a lot of excuses about the things that, you know, that I, the situation that I really put myself in. But, right. like, once I got in the bid mode, personally, me, like, what we have to deal with out here versus what he has to deal with in there is two different worlds. Right. You know what I'm saying? He he he, he no. wanted to survive as long as he did thinking about what's going on out here. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I had to put a lot of stuff to the side, you know what I'm saying, as far as women, as far as people that... um. I really felt like didn't really mean me no good, you know right. what I'm saying, like my friends and stuff like that. And um, most women that I was dealing with at the time, I'm not going to say that I have uh, necessarily like a, a bad relationship with them, but the ones that wasn't there for me for real, for real, I don't really mess with them like that. We cordial, but I don't mess with them because I felt like, that's the lowest point that you can be, you know what I'm saying? And when you're in a situation like that, and I'm not going to war no no, no woman for kicking me while I was down. What am I going to do that for, you know what I'm saying? So right. if, if And that that was for uh, her, a nigga, you know what I'm saying? It ain't matter who it was, for right. real, for real. You know, my own family. I lost my brother while I was in there, you That's know right. what I'm saying? So I went through a lot of personal issues, but, I mean, I'm here, though. You know what I'm right. saying? It's, it's a reason that I'm here, you know what I'm saying? So... That's how I dealt with a lot of stuff. I don't know about... You just uh, had to zone out. Yeah, you know what I mean? I had to... It's called bid mode. You feel me? Right. You got to get in your your routine or whatever. That, it could be working out. It could be TV. It could be reading. Whatever, man. You got to keep right. your mind off of what they're going through. Right. Because that's how you going to get caught lacking. Right. You can't do that. And I guess that's what makes me ask the question is because, you know... We, on the outside, we're trying to maintain a relationship with somebody that we can't get to right. for the people that we actually care about. Some people, like you said, don't give a shit. You know, they'll cut you off the minute you go in and try to pretend like it never happened the minute you come out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, you know, me and you were super close. Right. Mm-hmm. So when you went away, it was like, damn, I don't I don't know what kind of environment he in. You worry about the kid. You know what I mean? And then you come out and you're like a completely different person. But we didn't have a relationship to rebuild because we never really lost it to begin with. But for the people that you had to cut off, you know what I mean? Because you were in bed mode, you know what I mean? You're just, yeah, your mind possible. had to go somewhere else. It's not, it has nothing to do with the relationship with the person, 
But that don't necessarily mean they take it that way because they're still trying to get a hold of you. They're trying to make sure you're okay and you're trying to cut them off so that you don't get emotionally attached to something. And you, you will be surprised by how many people really don't understand that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You can't, like personally me, if I can't change the situation, ain't really no point in me even putting my, my input on it for real, for real. You right. know what I'm saying? But you will be surprised by how many people that never even been in a situation like that. Never been, never like a lot, nobody, no, you know what I'm saying? I haven't even been through that. But right. you can explain it just how I explain it or just how you just explain it. Right. And it's still niggas that'll say, I oh, don't get it, yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, you acting funny or this, that, and the third or whatever. No, it's just that I'm changing. You know what I right. mean? When you get older in life, you have to change. You know what I'm right. saying? Whether that's for good or bad. Right. You know what I'm saying? Pick it's, a side it's not, and run it's, with it. it's not right for you to be. 27 years old with a 17, 18-year-old mentality. Nigga, it's right. something wrong with you. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that means, like, if if I got to change, and if that means by me telling you the reason for my actions, and you still be like, oh, yeah, you acting funny or this, that, you yeah. know? I'm sure, I'm sure that's that becomes a familiar thing, and it's unfortunate because you have to make the mental decision to cut people off because yeah. of that. People that you would rather not lose, but they're obviously in a different mind state and you trying to appease them is only going to make your situation worse on the inside. So you just shut it off. You know what I mean? And that's kind of what this conversation is about. You know, are those relationships worth restoring after the fact? So Alonzo, coming back to you, here you are in the system, inmates come and go. You, you, you ain't in the same facility you were in when you first got there. You move from location to location to location. One day you got... One guy on your cell, and you know, a, a year later, you got a different guy next door, and you end up at another facility, and you see the same people, you know. So, how do those relationships work? Man, listen. Uh, okay, so state and fed is is totally two different scenarios. Mm. So, I'm gonna give you the the, the state side because I feel you, Sean. It's 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 a similar direction, and I guess the things that I've learned put my perspectives in a, in, a, in another light. Okay. So I'm going to start at the beginning. All right, I came to prison when I was 18 years old. So, uh. you know, I was super hood, you know, uh, I, my, my, my ideals, my uh, my belief system, it was wrapped around with what I knew. Right. And what I knew for real was the streets and the homies and the, and, and my family and the, and, the, and, the, and the love that I had for the females who had love for me, you right. know. Uh, mm -hmm. I was caught up in the culture, you know. Uh, you know, Back then, we had Pac and, and Biggie, so that was like a yep. thug life era. And right. that was through hip-hop. So Gangster, that was right. like... Yeah, totally different now. Mm -hmm. yeah. It was a totally different mentality. But it was also a stand-up mentality and a facade. Right. And that facade was uh, <laughs> perpetuated in the streets because there was no rules for real. Right. And that's what uh, a lot of us who get caught up in the system don't understand. Like, that lifestyle, that criminal mentality, that lifestyle that leads you to uh, committing a crime or, or getting caught up, there's no rules to it. Right. And so we try to hold each other to rules. You hear me? Uh, it's a certain way that things are supposed to go in the streets, but once the police are involved or that situation hits you, you know, uh, you and Lorraine, uh, after you've been convicted in a in a reception center, uh, getting your hair cut off, and you know I had long braids back then. Right, man, I know uh, you was Do this bend over and squat and cough. So it's a it's a total mental breakdown of separating you and letting you know 
that you no longer have a choice in the matter as right. far as the things that go on in your life. Reality so the first check. thing that goes is all the true relationships that weren't really of value. Those are the first things that go. Like those guys that you grew up with, like, you know, money changes relationships as well. Mm-hmm. So whether you was on the streets and guys was hustling, money changes things. You know, so now we have uh we get girls pregnant and and, 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 uh, and, and, and counting up thousands, you know. Right. To where that's deciding or making a decision between like who I kick it with and who I don't. Right. You know, and that is all I would say kind of systematic because that's the first breakdown. It's like, oh, the reality hits you that none of those relationships that you put energy into were real. Right. You know, and then don't mix that attitude and that demeanor with drugs. Yeah. So now you are functionally illiterate because you failed to complete uh, the first level of education, which is uh, as an adult, you're trying to get your, you should have a, a high school diploma Right. Or the equivalent of primary uh, right. to take you to the next level. So if you are functionally illiterate, you know what I'm saying, addicted to drugs, uh, sex, what have you, you know that lifestyle, money. So now you're full of all of these uh, vices, uh, yeah. Uh, these vices, man. You know, uh, with no antidote. Right. So now you have programming in here, which which you have to be receptive to. And off top, you know, like I had used the, the, the Wizard of Oz scenario uh, with the class due to how Dorothy in the beginning uh, was, was, was rebellious. Right. You know, she wanted to do what Dorothy wanted to do. She wanted Toto to do what Toto wanted to do. And <laughs> right. on her way home, she got lost. Mm-hmm. You know, so that rebellious attitude sticks with you. So then you have to deal with authority. So rebellious against authority. Now I'm getting off into whoa, okay, I'm trying to hold on to this life on the streets. There is people that I really do love, and I don't want to take them through this. Like when Sean was talking about the female. It's like, hold on. You know, like uh, uh, Alicia right? Uh, with, with the coaching center, she was one of the friends that I had in my life who did the first five years with me. Wow. But it was a stage where, you know, she was young, I was young, and it's like, man, hey, you know, my true feelings, and I've always been the good dude I thought. You know, so that was a situation and many others, friends right. that I grew up with that I wouldn't want them to just do the bit with me because I was caught up on that loyalty factor and what this consisted of once I saw how deep it was. I mean, you had guys who were getting raped, you know what I mean? You know, uh, them early 90s, them late 90s. Yeah. It was just a, a culture of violence inside of the institution and I, I had to go to Lucasville. Right. You know, so that's a close max, that's a maximum security prison. Right. And all I knew was fight. You know, all I knew was like, hold on, like uh, uh, address aggression with aggression. Right. Period, because I was from the streets. And being that I had used drugs, I'm a mind state, and I was, I, I think I was kind of slow. And I didn't realize it, so I was always perceiving things wrong. <laughs> you hear me? Right. And it was dangerous for me. But it was guys that took a liking to me because I was a stand-up dude. And I didn't play. Right. You know, uh, so that is one way that I had survived. And back then, man, it was seriously uh, only the strong survive and the weak get damaged. So that was the environment of the system. So now we're talking about, say, 15 years in, where I'm seeing that, hey, something has got to give, man. You know, uh, I've been locked up for 15 years. Right. And the time is like speeding up. 
But at the same time, I'm getting further and further and further away from my relationships with my brothers, right. my sisters, my family. And Mom Dukes is the only connection because if it don't be for Mom Dukes, then, hey, they not holding that tie. So I can probably count on my hands as far as, like, letters that I receive from uh, family members. You know what I'm saying? Uh, siblings, because they just was, we, we had grew up in, I was already in the streets. So I was never home. And right. that had been since, like, i say 12. Yeah. For real, like, when I just got all the way out there and it yeah, was, like, I, I was out of control. I remember, you know? I, re- I remember you becoming distant and i think it started man remember that incident when i got my shoes when we got robbed in the um, alley behind the grocery store i mean behind the barbershop damn oh you talking about on the, on the railroad track on the railroad yeah, track from 131st. that day yeah, changed everything for both of i know it changed everything for me and you and i think it had a huge impact on the twins and Broderick, everybody that was involved in that particular incident because that was a violation right and it was a violation because we started. I mean, we was we was kids. We was in junior seventh grade, right? We still, we still. Our 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 beefs was like wrestling matches, right? <laughs> Remember that? Hell like, yeah! In the sunken garden. Mama, okay, meet us in the uh, cage the sunken match, garden, you know right? So Brawl. those were the, the like the, the most beefs that we have. And when this kid comes up, and I don't know what was in me. All I knew was that I could not leave you. This guy pulls out a gun, you know, of course, Arthur, you know, had these nice, uh, these when the Shaquille O'Neal's came out. No, this, that was, that was some, uh, they were some red felines. Some oh, red, that's, that's the, 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 some red feelers with the blue checks with the white fur on the inside. I'll never forget that shit, man. <laughs> okay. I never, I, I dude, I can tell you what color they were. I can tell you what size they were. Like, I, the, the, the problem, the problem was I had just got them bitches the day before. Brand new. Right, right, Lawrence right. had bought them. Imani's brother. So Lawrence had bought him. Right. What did Lawrence say to you? <laughs> Lawrence, that, exactly, right? Lawrence buy these bitches. He's like, I can't fit them. You can have them. So I'm like, cool. I'll wear them bitches to school the next day. And nigga robbed me on the way home from school. I'm like, nah, bro, you can't have these shoes. I literally told him, you, I just Lawrence got these. Gave me these. <laughs> right. You can't have these shoes. Now, 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 let me give you the scenario, though. Right. The scenario was this. We was deep. We was, about, it was five of us. Five of us. It was five of us. But this guy had a gun. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was, was two like, of them. Yeah. Boy, y'all run. Arthur, you be, you know, he didn't know your name, but he like, you stay, everybody go. And everybody else took off. Right. I took one step and I was like, man. He was like, hell no, I ain't leaving them. <laughs> no. I mean, because if you're going to shoot him, then you got to shoot me. But right. then I was like, hey, I really don't want to get shot, but <laughs> I'm not leaving you. <laughs> Hey, that's the day you should have you for sure. Hey, who I'm talking to right now? <laughs> right. Who I'm talking to right now? Yeah. Hey, <laughs> who was some years ago? This was, oh, yeah. we, were, we were in the seventh grade. Oh, yeah. That was, yeah. that was a minute ago. <laughs> that was like 90. Right. So let me tell you how that affected me, though. Because, you know, my little Air Max that I had on, you know, of course his feet was bigger than mine, so I'm just putting that out there for the record. So I took off one of my shoes, and so he had to walk home barefooted. Right. And of course, the whole back end of my shoe was not the same. Right. <laughs> I had a stand on the bitches. Right. He was walking on them. Dude, you know, you know what I remember, man. I remember you going. Yeah. Soon as we got on them tracks, so my socks was getting dirty instantly. 
the motherfuckers, the, the other individuals that was with us. I ain't going to say no names because I know they listening. And I don't want nobody to feel bad because it wasn't, they didn't do anything wrong. They did what no, they should have no, done no. because I think had we decided to man up against these dudes, they would have just shot us just yeah. because they could. You know, I'm outnumbered now. I ain't about to do that. But I remember this dude, man, he was like, Y'all need to carry him back to my house. I was like, oh, this nigga tripping, man. I was like, it ain't that big a deal, dude. I'm just, I got to get another pair of shoes. But I'm going to tell you right now, I bought a gun that same day, and I've had one ever yeah. since. What? I said, never again. Seventh yeah. grade? You bought Seventh grade, I bought my first pistol. Wow. And yep. see, Arthur, I was around the same age. he's saying that, but him not knowing, I did the same thing. No, I know and you did. Sorry about that. I know you did. Right. And those are the odds that we deal with in our communities. Right. You know what I'm saying? When we, when we, you know, just when people just have are ignorant. Period. You right. know, whether it's systematically staged or through decisions, right and wrong decisions. Right. You know, which come boils down to choices. So as you see, you know, me and Arthur are still close to this day, which is a uh, this is my best friend. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, this guy, man, I love this dude. Hey, you my business partner. You can. We 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 one big fa happy yeah, family. Oh yeah. Yes, we are. So that's a relationship we, we didn't have to mend because it was never broken. And and I never had any ill will towards, you know, the other people that were there. We stayed close. We never had an issue. You know what I mean? One of the other dudes that was with us that day, he ended up kind of relocating and before you knew it, he was in prison the whole time. I saw him for the first time in 25 years. Wow. Probably 18 months ago. It was like we never missed a beat. You I know think, what I mean? I think like in a situation like that, you know what I'm saying? When, when it comes down to the, it, it, it's, it was five of y'all, so when it comes down to the other three, you know, everybody is not, I mean, the people you be around, just right. put it like that. Just because I'm with you and you with Boosie don't mean that, you know what I'm saying? I would show the, you would show the same loyalty to Boosie or whatever the case because yeah. that's your friend. Yeah. You know right. what I'm saying? So right. if you look at it from that perspective, right. that's a situation where it's life and death. That's exactly what You know what, what I'm saying? Was. He made a decision because of yeah, yeah. He made that decision oh, yeah. because of obviously he was the closer friends out of the, out of the five of y'all. You know what I'm saying? So you can't really knock the other dudes. Not at all. Not at all. I love them cats. You know what I mean? No I love lost. Look, you know what I mean? Dudes I grew up with. That I've been knowing for 15 years. Other dudes I grew up with, I've been knowing for 10 years. Some of them dudes that I recently just met is probably more cool than the niggas that I actually grew up with. But right. when it really comes down to it, if it's me, Markel, Dion, or whoever else, right? I'm, right? I'm close to all of them. Right. When it comes down to it, no disrespect to Dion. I love my nigga. You know what I'm saying? But right. I'm staying with Markel. Right. But Dion. He wouldn't get mad at me for of making that not. choice right. or, or not making that choice because of the that, that's your life at the end of the day. You right. know what I'm saying? And that move right there. That told me it, yeah. it, it's one of those. Yeah. It's like a survey that you don't ask. You know, when the when the time comes, who go be there for life? You know what I mean? So let me okay. So listen, let me tell you what that taught me though. Right. What that taught me was this: once I seen, and this is, and this, and this, this. Well, I'm going to lead up until uh, where I'm at today. Right. So with those relationships uh, that were broken and what I'm finding myself doing, I'm, I'm, I got 15 years in. Right now I have 25 in. So this is 10 years later. I'm talking to you all today. After when I, you know, had that realization that, hey, I got to start doing something because Constructive, right. I feel like I'm alone. Right. You know, right. I mean, 
Arthur can only be there so much. He has a family. He has people uh, uh, relying on him. He has to live his life. You know, so the people that I was close to, like you just said, in, in that relationship between your two friends, you don't really, like, push, as a man, you don't really want to push your situation on them because, you know, they're doing their best as well and they have lives to live. So, like you talking about, you got to get into the pit. And that, that led to uh, build relationships, whether it was through pen paling. You know, that's right. one of the outlets that guys got in here. Or just, you know, like you said, maintaining and uh, the understanding in a, in a violent environment. So the higher up you are in prison, like level fours, level uh, uh, three Bs, level three, that's due to your security level. So right. right now I'm a level one. So just think of how far I came in 25 years to become a level one. Right. I had to put that work in. I had to work on myself. I had to start peeling back that onion and say, hey, like, you know, my thought processes had to change. Right. My relationships had to change. Right. You know, I couldn't try to, uh, you know, in here, it's all kind of hustles. The, the, the streets is the same way as it is in prison. It's no different. And you can just imagine what that means. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to speak to it, but. Yeah, I don't do that. that don't do that. You know what I'm saying? So you have choices to make steel. Right. <laughs> you know, either you in or you ain't. Right. So one of the differences that I had to do on my own was like, hey, I'm cool on that shit, man. Right. Because it never begot me nothing. And I done did everything. Well, that, you know, because that bring, I, was, I thought I was surviving. Right. That brings me to another and, question. That brings me to another yeah. question for you. You know, obviously, when you get in an environment like that and you have that chip on your shoulder, so to speak, and then you come out of that, you obviously got to start forging new relationships because it's the people that you were running with that kept you in that bad element, that negative element, right? So Collective mind state. Right. So you start encompassing and surrounding yourself with people that think different right. than you used to think, right. and you forge new relationships with those individuals. What happens to your relationships with the other individuals, the ones that you decide oh, oh, you have man. to push to the side? Oh, well, I'm going to tell you about <laughs> the attack. So, oh, yeah. you know, I was stabbed four times, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so in my journey, uh, I did a lot of research and I was studying. I even studied uh, some some Islamic material. So for 19 years, you know, that was a part of my life. Right. You know, with the Muslim brothers, right? Right. And I had, like, I would say now, like a pretty high uh, uh, involved personality you know amongst the group of brothers right right and so in my change you know i felt that my new understanding and i had you know i had been i, I don't know how y'all feel about spirit but in my spirit i believe that my name was called yeah and what i was told in that calling and i believe that was by jesus was that now was the time and that was in 2015 mm -hmm. so my whole perception and mind state changed. I was woken up out the bed like I couldn't, you know, if the, the, it, my name was called Clear as Day in my head and there was no one else in the room with me. I banged on the walls early in the morning. No one could hear me. Hmm. I even got on the floor, looked up under the door and, and called for the CO. There was no answer, which is unheard of in, 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 in a lockdown situation. So... As soon as I stood up, my name was called again, and I was wide awake. I instantly hit my knees and started praying. Mm. And he told me now was the time, and that was a life-changing moment for me as far as, because, I, and, I, and I equated to seeking. 
I don't know if everybody will go through an experience like this, but this was an experience that I experienced, and it was real. And ever since then, I started to not look for help from others. I started helping other people. Right. I started using everything that I knew to help other people, and it got me persecuted. Mm. And what I found in it, though, is, I mean, I had already liked pain because I was in, I was incurring pain on myself by being in the streets. Right. I had an episode, and this is this is uh, is, is, is kind of personal, but uh, I think when you use a drug, especially hallucinogens, hallucinogens and things of that nature, like I was outside of myself at one point, and I was by myself, and suicide came across. Mm. Man, Woo. I don't think I even knew that. So, I mean, this is new, but I can talk about it now because I've changed. You're past it, right. My story. right. So, that relationship with myself had to get better. And looking back at my life, I had to, I, what I started doing, I started writing things down on paper and I started remembering. Uh, I, I even remember when I peed on my, in my auntie's face when I was a baby. Like, this was <laughs> a, 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 a memory that had came back. Wow. And I just started writing down more and more and more and more and more and more memories. And as I did that, I start seeing who I was. Right. And I was like, wow, you know, okay. So now I start to understand me a little bit more. So I think that's the first relationship that has to be mended before you can mend a relationship with anybody. See how I come for yourself or you where I can change the atmosphere of a room just by walking in it. That's right. When I step the yard, it's like, man, that's dope. That's you right. You bring that, you bring that energy, man. You bring that energy not just to yourself. I mean, you, you had to rewrite your own book, but right. people can read it on your face. They can read it on your body language, and they know that you have, to my point, you have mended that relationship with yourself. And that was what I was hoping to get to in this, man, and I definitely appreciate you taking the time to call in because you basically oh, yeah, summed up exactly up. what hey, we're man, talking hey, about. Hey, All right, Lago. Young Sean, A.G., this is uh, Links Not Chains. That's right. I'm Alonzo Quinney. I'm down here at Grafton Correctional Institution. And uh, thank y'all. Hey, thank you, man. sir. We thank appreciate you. your input every single time you're on the mic, brother. We love you, man. What's up? Keep your head up, man. Keep your head up. You know, it's what's crazy about that input that he gave, especially at the end, was the importance of what I'm trying to get to. Everybody wants to take out their frustrations with other people. Mm-hmm. They, they've always got these explanations as to why things aren't going according to plan. You know, we ain't cool because we went through this, and I ain't over that yet. Or we ain't cool because we went through that, and, you know, he won't apologize or whatever the situation is. At some point, you got to recognize you ain't cool with yourself. Yeah, it's, it's something in you. It's something in you that makes you say, I got to draw this line in the sand, and I will not cross it. Yeah. Okay, well, but you expect somebody to cross it to get closer to you. You know, there's something in that circle of of a line that you just drew. Because you didn't draw a line in the sand where you're on one side and I'm on the other. You drew a circle around yourself and can't nobody get in it because it's too toxic. Yeah. So let's try to acknowledge that for what it is, which means accept the flaws that you bring to that relationship. And then you can erase your own circle. And start again. And start over. And because he did it, that. It, 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 it really do start with you. 
You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? It, it, the way that I look at it, you know what I'm saying? It's all the same, man. You know, 20 people call you a crackhead for 20 years, man. You smoking crack. You know what I mean? It, it's just that. What is it about you that maybe everybody else don't like or whatever the case may be? Right. It, it can't just be everybody. Right. Man. It's you never just everybody It just else. can't be everybody. It, it, it all starts with you. But if you're not willing to change it, right. not only will that push the people a way that probably really do love you, but you'll fuck around and lose yourself. Yes, sir. Absolutely. And not even know who you is for real, for real, as a person. You have right. to learn who you is as a person before you can do anything for anybody. That's exactly You know what I'm saying? You can't do nothing for nobody if you can't do it for your damn self. That's it. How you gonna, I'm gonna sit here and say, hey, um, hey, I love you, but I don't love my damn self. Right. Who the hell is you at this point? You just my uncle. I'm just your uncle. You know right. what I'm saying? So, and that's it, one of those things. That. That's one of those things that I preach pretty often. You can't fix nothing if you can't fix yourself. Exactly. Don't exactly. expect nobody to love you if you don't love yourself. Don't expect nobody to put a hand out for you if you're not helping yourself. You know what I mean? We know a lot of people, man, that just they just wait for that support system. It's like, what's stopping you from just making it happen? Making it happen yourself. Right? You know what I mean? And they feel like, um, I need you and you're not there for me. So That's an excuse. Yeah, you're not putting any effort into this relationship. And we talk about this on a fairly regular basis. Yeah. We got plenty of friends that's like, hey, man, can I, you know, I'd help you all day long. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll ensure that you got to that, to that destination. Yeah. As long as you're behind the wheel, yeah. don't ask me to push the fucking car because yeah. I'm not doing yeah, it. I'm not about to do it. You know what I mean? I'll teach, I'll give you the roadmap to get there, but I'm not going to push it. Yeah. Not drive it. No. You know, because they got to stay behind the wheel. It's your ride, not mine. So you got to stay behind the wheel. But you want me to do the ride for you while you're behind the wheel? The only way I can do that is to push you all the way there. And I, that's not my job. Yeah, it's not. So let's get back to reality. Don't fault me or the nature of our relationship because I'm not willing to carry your ass across the finish line. Let's accept it for what it is. Yeah, I had told uh, Simnim on their pod, they were talking about excuses. And I was like, dude, do y'all know what the definition of excuses is? And they was like, no. And I told them. Mm-hmm. It's... Tools of incompetence used to build monuments of nothingness, and those who use them seldom amount to anything. That's the Damn. definition. Wait, 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 wait. You got to slow down yeah, or repeat that. That's some ill shit. That's, some Ill that's shit. the definition of excuses. Read that to me one more time. Tools of incompetence mm. used to build monuments of nothingness, and those who use them seldom amount to anything. Mm. That is the definition of excuses. And, right. and, and like I told them, I said, the only reason I know that definition is because when I was in college, I hung around a lot of fraternity alpha brothers. Right. And that is one of the things that they have to learn when they're online. Right. And I had a few friends that went online and they kind of, you know what I'm saying, told me what was going on. And excuses just stuck with me as right. one of them things that they were learning. Right. And I never forgot that definition. Like, mm. that definition just stuck with me. Like, yeah, for the record, I folks. Said, you never will. It's but, just like, <laughs> you see how I let it be known. Just he, so he ain't like reading perfect. shit. He, I ain't read it's that. Off the that's top. Just straight off the top of the head. Right. And if you go to the dictionary, that's exactly what you're going to read. You know what I'm mm. saying? Because that's what it means. And people got to learn that you can't keep using excuses for everything in life. You know what I'm saying? Just because you can't get to the next step, you make an excuse of why you didn't get there. When one door closes, you, you, you bust down another one. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, if somebody tell you no, in your mind, it's yes. Right. And you can't tell me no. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't heard no a million times in my life, even about this studio thing. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, don't build a studio. 
what you, how you gonna tell me what to do? Right. Fuck you ain't about that. to tell right. me I can't build a studio. I'm gonna go buy all the shit. Every time somebody tell me I can't do something, I put my ten toes down into right. it. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm into it. They told me, don't go to school. That's just wasting money. Yeah, fucking right. <laughs> I'm going to school, bro. <laughs> well, I'm gonna tell you right now, you can't have the best studio in Cleveland. Yes. I'm telling you. So I, go make it happen. I'm gonna make it happen. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that ex, I'm not gonna make an excuse for the dreams and and aspirations I have in my life. And more importantly, you never go let somebody else tell you yeah, that I, your dream ain't. Somebody real. else try to convince me that you can do it this way and still make money, or you can do it this way. Nah, that's that's half assing it. Basically, right. you you want me to half ass it and. And still be mediocre at the end of the day. Like, nobody right. really respects me because I kind of don't know. I know, but I don't know. Right. You know what I'm saying? And for me, the reason why this is important is because we are in a extremely troubled time in our society. Mm-hmm. You got teenagers. I mean, remember, I don't know if you saw this, right? So we've been talking about George Floyd and all of these people, grown-ass men, getting shot and killed by the police. People who had trouble past. You know what I mean? Everybody wanted to talk about George Floyd's drug problem. Yeah. You know, how many of his family members actually just abandoned him because somebody thought he was on drugs? Now, I don't think a lot of that happened because of what we saw after he passed, but that was his immediate family. Yeah. You know what I mean? We need cousins. Yeah. We need aunts and uncles. Need we need extended family because everybody's not going to always be there. And sometimes I just need that person that'll answer the phone to be there. But when he's being chastised for his failures or his shortcomings, and then all of a sudden he's gone. Yeah. How do you fix that? You don't. You don't. You, you can't. You're lost. Now your life is fucked because of what you didn't attempt to repair before that yeah. went down. Yeah. You know what I mean? His brother, my nephew, one of the, I mean, everybody knows the story of Darrell at this point. Yes. Right? That's his brother. Yeah. His only brother. Yeah. You know what I mean? That was something that you just, you don't see that coming. And not only did he lose them, they didn't have, it wasn't a matter of the state of their relationship, but it didn't matter what their relationship was. He was in federal penitentiary and, and he lost the his worst brother. Type of loss. How, how do you respond to that? You can't even, you can't even say that I could have been there because right. you wasn't, you, you couldn't have been there. Right. So, I mean, and trying I'll let you speak for yourself. I'm thinking in my head, you know, I imagine if it could be something innocent. I mean, because what happened to him was unexpected. You know what I mean? It could be something innocent. Rob get hit by a car. That's my brother. Yeah. Right? My my only remaining brother at this point. Right. What do I do when I get a call from his girl saying, hey, your brother got hit by a car? And there's nothing I can do about it. Nothing. Nothing at all. Is he okay? Nope. He didn't make it. Or, mm. you know what I mean? What do you do? How do you how did how does your mind respond to something, Sean, when you're in an environment that you can't get out of, having to deal with something that you can't change that will alter your life for the rest of your life? How do you deal with that? I mean, I mean I, And I know that's heavy. I, I didn't I didn't I didn't have a choice. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That what I what I tried to do was I tried to isolate myself, but it's very, very hard to isolate yourself, especially in a federal uh, prison. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Especially in a federal prison. And I, I tried to isolate myself, but it, it just, it, it wouldn't click for me, man. Like, niggas, 
they they should have just been able to tell by the way that I looked that day. Right. That it, it's something Something's not right. Wrong. You know right. what I mean? And and you just had that one dude. You know what I mean? It was a Baltimore dude. He, he wanted he wanted to test. He you. wanted to cook. And I was already in the microwave. And you right. know what I mean? Even as whacked out as I was in my mind, I still had um, a reality of where I was. Mm. Um, I still knew that I had two more years to go. So I'm like, man, you know what? I got you, bro. And I said it exactly like that. He came back, and he basically did the same thing. Mm. So now at this point, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm more just getting pissed about it. So I just look at him. I'm like, well... I'm already in the microwave, you know what I mean? What, 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 what you want me to do? do? You know right. Like, and this nigga, he leaves again. He comes back. He takes the whole entire microwave with my food in it. This is the day that my brother just died. I just mm. got this news from my mother. With my food in it and throw the microwave on the ground and said, nigga, if I'm not eating, you not eating. Ugh. And he walked away, not knowing what not knowing that I just left the chaplains on, not knowing that, oh, okay, all right. And I swear to God, I literally sat there for, I think, about an extra two minutes. Like, if he would decided to even take off on me, I don't even think I would even... Realize it, yeah. I mean, I don't even think I would even... Like, I'm, I'm looking at him, mm. but I don't even think I would even try to even, even duck it. Right. I just would have exploded once he hit me. But I sat there for an extra three minutes, and I was just looking at my food, just... You know what I mean? You know, your, your, your traditional prison shit. You know what I mean? A little oysters and summer sauces. I'm like, that's about $17 worth of food, right? All right. Man, I went upstairs. I told the homies what happened. I put my uh, my work boots on because I got steel toes in it. Mm -hmm. And I went directly to his room. And come to find out, this nigga in the bathroom shaving. Mm. Ain't even in the mic. Well, ain't even, it, it ain't even, never ain't even, even tripping about the right. food no more. Right. So I had a choice to make, and I, and I made a choice that day. Everybody seen what happened. Mm -hmm. So it was either I was going to have to make an example out of him, or I was going to go the rest of my beard there going through hell. Or yeah. they were making an example out of you. Right. It's one or the other. Whatever, right. whatever the case may be, but right. I did what I had to do, and I knocked him out. You right. know what I mean? And. It was nothing personal against him because I think I went a little actually overboard. You know what I'm saying? The way oh, yeah. I was kicking his but ass. The and news I that you just got. Yeah, I, I, it's it, it it boils down to like, dude, like this punch is coming from the heart. Yeah, right. you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> right. this coming from yeah. heaven right here, right. boy. But I, but, about to but get the it. thing was, I, I I meant it though. Right. And I didn't make excuses about it. I went right back upstairs, told my niggas what happened. I packed my stuff. Let somebody come up here. I'm about to go to the hole. Right, I they know. ain't have to restrain me, you right. know what I mean? I, I told them I'm good, I'm calm, you know what I mean? And I walked away, right. and I went to the hole, but I sat in the hole for six months. Wow. In one room. Hmm. One room for six months. And wow. I was on medication. Right. I, meet, I, I, I met my match weight at like 179. I never weighed that much in my life. Mm -hmm. My hair had grew out. I stopped hygiene. I stopped taking care of myself. I, I forgot about everything in there. On the strength of a relationship that you could not do anything about losing. Yeah. I, I literally forgot about everything, man. I'm talking about literally, like, the guards used to be so scared just to open my tray. They'd have to talk to me through the glass first just to give me my food. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I was doing ridiculous shit. You know what I mean? Things is just nasty. They open that cup hole, I'm throwing piss out of it. I'm right. banging on the walls. Yeah. I, 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 I can say in my life that I went a whole month without taking a bath. Mm. 
Mm. I can say that. And that's what I had to endure. You right. know what I mean? That one was your thing, coping mechanism. One thing about it with y'all when that happened with Darrell, y'all had each other if y'all wanted right. it. Right. Now, my, my, my reasons is my reasons for me being there. Right. Never made an excuse about that. I right. fucked up. I get it. Yeah. But I ain't had nobody in jail. Who, who the hell is I'm going to hug yeah, in jail? Ain't nobody hugging. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I had to deal with that. They even offered me to come. They said, oh, you can go see your brother. I didn't even want to go. Yeah. Say, what the fuck is I'm going, what, what is I'm going to this for? Too late for and that. And then I'm, I'm going to get to see all y'all, y'all got on regular clothes and shit, and then y'all taking me back to this country-ass prison? Right. These, right. These, these white these white security guards, they, I mean, uh, CEOs, they run right. around with billy clubs. Right. Mace. Wait. Spit and chew into cups. We talk about people like that. Right. I got to go back to that shit? Yeah. After right. burying my brother? And you I might as well stay around You was in bed right. mode already. It's you over was in, that's exactly That's what I was about to yeah, say. You were already in you, bed mode. You man. can't come out of that for a minute, literally for a minute, just to say goodbye to somebody, and you I don't never even think they lose. let you come to the funeral. You probably go to the wake. You go to the yeah, wake, probably. Yeah, yeah. but just I didn't. I ain't even want to. I ain't even want to do that, man. I think I called my mm. mom once a month, right. and that was really just to, to check on. But it's like every time I called, I had to brace myself for, for something some that I didn't want to hear. News. Right. You know what I mean? And then that'd make my day that go bad, worse. and now I'm all emotional in prison. You don't want to be emotional in prison right. for different type of reasons, which explains why you separate. You said it right out the gate. I'm in bid mode. In bid mode. If I if I can't connect, I have to detach. Yeah. I have to. Otherwise, I'm gonna lose my fucking mind in here trying to connect to people that are dealing with problems. Oh, your brother this, and you know this person's sick, and this person might be gone. It's like I can't say bye. I can't help lend a helping hand. You know, I, mean? I see you now, man, and I see how how connected you are to everybody. You know what I mean? I saw you yesterday at my mama's house. It was like, I lo- you know what I mean? Not that you didn't love your mama, your grandmama, but you make it a point to make sure I need to get this point across to you yeah. because I've, I've experienced that loss yeah. with no ability to respond to it. Yeah. And I don't want to be in that position where you don't let, and Dave said all the time, let people smell their roses while they're here, man, because once they did, you can throw as many roses as you want to on top of that castle. They can't, they don't know they're there. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you have to make sure that any relationship that you intentionally, for the sake of your own peace of mind, or you unintentionally lost, you rebuild those relationships when you get a chance because they're going to come to an end. I don't care who you love. I don't care how much you love them. I don't care what your relationship is with that individual today. One day, you're going to lose that individual or that individual is going to lose you. you. Right. So be conscious of that. Right here, right now, because there's two, especially in the black community, man, we're so fucking emotional and and divisive in how we just deal with negativity. Yeah. You know what I mean? We talked about that a few times. Why are we so cynical about situations where we see a lot of these other cultures, man? It's like, oh, he pissed me off, but that's my brother or that's my cousin or that's my friend or whatever. So. I'm going to let bygones be bygones. We're going to agree to disagree and move on with our life. We can't do that in this community. I feel like that we, as black people, for real, for real, well, I'm not going to say all black people. I'm going to speak on the black people that I know. Mm -hmm. That's that's what I'm going to say. A lot of people that I see, and that's really why I distance myself from certain people. You know what I mean? One thing I noticed, like, I've been been broke my whole life. You know what I mean? I've I've been poor my whole life. And... As long as I was that person that was like, 
hey, let me hit that cigarette. Or right. hey, I got I got three, four dollars on a blunt. Or right. hey, let's go half in on a bottle. As long as I was that person, right? It's like everybody had loved me, right? Everybody and then so cool. I, I personally me, I figured some stuff out and I'm not in that situation no more. Mm-hmm. So now that I'm not in that situation no more, it's He's acting funny. He bougie, or 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 he's bougie, yeah, or, I get or, that all the or time. it feels <laughs> like or it feels like people are steady in competition with me, right. personally me, personally right. me. I'm not speaking about nobody else. I mind the business that pays me. I don't right. care if you got PPP. <laughs> I don't care if you got stimulus. I don't care what you None have or how you get it. Right. Once listen, once the money goes from that hand to this hand. I'm not gonna ask you where you got it from. I don't care. Right. They didn't gave these people's Thousands. loans. Right. They didn't gave these people's startup money to the the to start their own business, and people are still in other people's business. Right. How do that make sense? You right. know what I mean? And I only really see that with a lot of black people that yeah, I right. be around. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? It reminds me of, of crabs in the bucket. Mm-hmm. You right. know what I mean? Like, don't nigga, we was in the same bucket. Right. You know what I'm saying? I made my way up there. Right. Don't get mad at me because you're the last crab that's in the bucket and we know what's going to happen to you. <laughs> Nigga, yeah. you going in the pool. Right. So who fault is that if we come from the same bucket? Right. You can grab every crab that you can get that come down here with me. Now you ain't got no you ain't got no other crabs to grab. Right. Yeah. That's how people is to me. So when I see stuff like that, I'm not going to let you know what I know. My actions is going to speak for me because I don't have to do it. Yeah, I don't right. have to be there. I could be the nigga that's in the hood because I want to be in the hood, right. not because I'm stuck in the hood. It's in a hood. difference. Right. Yeah. A lot of you niggas is stuck. Yeah, right. stuck. So you you can't get mad at me I'm because stuck, right. I choose not to do this or if I choose not to do that. And in the world that we live in, I think that everybody should have a gun. To be honest, right. in, in the world that we live in, because anything can happen. But you got a person like me. You got a person like your boy. You know what I'm saying? We'd never be able to carry guns. So it, it's like, with us, it's like, it's a cat and mouse game for the rest of our right. life. You know what I'm saying? It's like, damn, if I do, damn, if I don't. Well, right. well, if I go outside this day and I ain't got it, this can happen. But if I go outside this day and I'm just so happy to be smoking weed in the car and a gun in here, boom. Now I'm back in the feds. That's my fourth gun case. It's over with for me. Right. You know what I'm saying? So now I be kind of feeling like, you know what, Sean, if you feel like you need a gun, Go somewhere else. Then maybe you don't need to be around here. You get, damn get, away, get out that environment. Hey, you man. know what I'm saying? So, hey, yeah. hey, listen to me, your uncle. God damn it. <laughs> don't take your ass back to jail on no goddamn gun charges. <laughs> get the hell out of there. Especially on that shit. And I, but you, it's, it's, it's like DMX said, because he's another perfect example of somebody that had all the means in the world to get out the hood. But he's like, I don't leave because I don't want to leave. Yeah. But at the same time, even if I do leave, there's going to be a reason. There's going to be a way that somebody's going to, you know, manipulate or just formulate to bring me back to this fucking trauma yeah. and drama. And I don't want to be associated with that. I don't necessarily want to be stuck with this. So in my head, I mean, this dude had to be under constant strife all day long. I can't go to the suburbs because I'm not comfortable. Kids. Right, right. <laughs> So that's what you do. You compensate, right? Some people gamble. Some people do drugs. Some people fuck anybody that moves. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because he has to have a coping mechanism for this detachment from these relationships. And this is what brought this whole topic up. DMX was a a guy that people had these 
traumatic relationships with, and they uh, never really healed them because they're like, oh, he, you know, he got all these millions and billions or whatever money he got, but he's still doing the same dumb shit. He's still getting hot. Right. That's a cry for help. I even said that in that yeah. episode. This dude needed people to care about him. Mm-hmm. And regardless of if he hurts your feelings or whatever your relationship was with him, he's asking for you to pay attention to him. I asked Robert one time, excuse me, I asked Robert yeah. one time, right? It's your show, bro. And, um, <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm just Cleveland, y'all. I'm Cleveland, Ohio. <laughs> Cleveland, Ohio. I'm the show's all about you. Lendale. Yeah, I asked Robert one time, though. Um, Robert is a person for me that I can't even tell you the last time I seen Robert. Right. I, I really, I, I I believe it was like 2011, and we was in Mama Backyard and Christmas. No, no, it was actually it was it was the summertime because I had my mm-hmm. ex girlfriend Kayla with me, and that's when he had met Kayla and stuff, you mm-hmm. know. So it was around that time. You know how long ago that was, but it's so crazy because I never lost my connection with Robert. No, even with as far as look. My Uncle Charles, right? Uncle Charles is here. Right. He's here. Right with you. I probably seen him maybe, last time I seen him, mama was in the hospital. 2016, when she got her knees. That was the first time that I seen him since maybe 2011 or or somewhere around there. And I ain't seen him since. You know, and I haven't seen him since. He's not, I had a relationship like, when I was growing up, he was my favorite uncle. And then it swung a little bit because I started hanging with Charles more. Charles was the one that taught me how to fight. Charles right. was the one that taught me how to play basketball, how right. to play football. He was the one that was out Rob there. Rob was us. gone. Yeah, he was gone. So yeah. he was the one that was out there constantly with me. And I was in France. Devontae, uh, in Florida. Yeah. yeah, Charles, he out there like, no, you niggas is going to play football. Right. right. And, and that's how we grew up. And then... I mean, obviously, we, me and you, well, you too, we know the situation of what changed. Right. You know what I mean? But it just made me feel like, like, damn, Uncle, like, what did what did I ever do? You know what I mean? And I, I don't, I don't even have his number now. I can't yeah. even, I can't even tell him that, even if I wanted to. And then so yeah. I, I called Robert, and I could talk to Robert about anything, man. Me and Robert get on the phone, we be on message, we be crying and all types of shit. DMX, all that, I cried. About DMX. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because DMX, to me, was like, I, I never knew the nigga. I never even seen him in person. But that don't mean that you don't grow with somebody yeah, or you don't right. grow with somebody. DMX, to me, is what, what Martin is to the 90s yeah. right. as a sitcom show or, yeah. or what The Fresh Prince is. So right. when I called Robert, we talked about that. But it goes back to DMX to where you were saying, oh, he was crying for help or this, that, and the third. I actually asked Robert one time. Hey, um, do you think that do you think that it's weird for me sometimes to feel like I'm alone even when I'm not alone? Or to feel like Nobody's paying attention. Nobody cares for me, but I know that I have people in my corner that cares for me. He says, Sean, I'm the exact same way. I don't I don't know why neither, but we do have people behind us. You know right. what I mean? But I done been in I didn't I didn't been that person so many times. In my life, I just had to learn how to, 
you know, cope with it on my own because it's it's, it's my problem. You know what I mean? I, I, what the hell I'm gonna tell you that for, Boosie? You got your own problems. You yeah. Know, you know what I'm saying? So it, it's my problem and only I can fix it. You know, so I just started appreciating more stuff. You know what I'm saying? Appreciate you. You know what I'm saying? My mama. You know what I'm saying? Mama. I go over to my house all the time. Right. And it's usually for nothing. It's usually nothing. just to just bring to, her a beer or something. Right. You know what I mean? But I just want mama to always feel like that she has somebody. Right. You know what I mean? Regardless of if she knows she got you or she knows she got my mom or Charlotte or, or Robert or whatever the case, just seeing it face to face is just totally different. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I tell my girl all the time. I love my girl. Right. I may not tell her when she want me to tell her, but you know what I mean? <laughs> but when I say it, I genuinely mean it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's just She's me. sitting here, yo. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, she's right here too. <laughs> he confessing. Yeah, right. yeah, like, look on her face like, I, yeah, nigga. But that's 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 just that's just personally me and how yeah. I deal with stuff. So, you know, so DMX way was drugs. I, I felt that he took a lot of drugs because it took him to another place. That's what people. It's an escape. Yeah, that's what people use drugs for: drugs, alcohol. Because you don't really think about it when your mind is altered. So, you know, I'm I'm a personal dude. I keep my personal business personal yeah so i'm gonna continue to do that yeah. but because you brought up my brother your uncle okay who you hadn't seen in a while i'm in the same boat right what prompted this topic was what happened you know what happened at right. mama's house a couple of days ago right okay so i get a phone call from your mama we won't get into that but that's a whole nother issue and it was about a two-hour phone call and that's the longest conversation I had with her since in a while. Darrell died. But we 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 mended some issues, which was huge because that was something that I had completely given up on. And on the strength of that, she reached out to my brother, your uncle, and said, "You might want to make this phone call." And then he called me. Mm. Now that was the first time I had talked to him since Darrell died which is the first time I had talked to him since his loss, which just completely blew my mind. Right. So we're going back, keep in mind, y'all, we're going back 10 plus years. Yeah, years. Right? Years. All standing in the same kind of area, but we just within not talking. 20, 30 minutes not of each other the whole <laughs> time. Not and it's not, it's not a loss of love. You know what no. I mean? It's just how things happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sean was one of the closest people to me. But that's because it was some. It was weird, man. I and you know, I was. I've been thinking about this all day. When they came to Darrell, Darrell and Robert are only a couple months apart. They're thirteen months apart. Darrell was always raised like my little brother, yeah. you know. But when you're not the big brother, but you know, Charles was kind of in his own world. He's seven years older than me, meaning he's ten years older than Rob. So he's literally in his own world when Rob is seven years old. Yeah. He's already a teenager living on his own, doing his doing thing. doing his thing. But Darrell, so I felt like the big brother at that point. So Darrell didn't feel like my nephew. He felt like, like my yeah. other little Rob brother. Rob say that all the time, too. Like, that right. was like my brother, for real. We grew right. up together. Rob and Darrell are probably the closest two relatives, literally in our family by age. Mm. So he, and we grew up in the same house. He was the first person that ever felt like a nephew. His sister, my niece, felt like a niece because I was at least a couple of years older by the time she came along. But by the time he came along, I was like, you came in 92, so I had to be 14. I'm a teenager already. Yeah. I felt like he was almost like a nephew slash son. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. So, you know, I, and I, 
how many years did I spend babysitting you? You know what I mean? For the uh, sake of your mama. I'll, I'll tell this. When I moved to Florida, I moved to Florida in June of 97. Right? So you were five at that time. Right? Now, picture this. I'm going down there. Me and this chick that I've been dating for a couple years, we move out of state. No rhyme or reason whatsoever. I'm just like, I'm not waiting for somebody else to tell me what I can or can't do. I'm not following the fucking blue collar rust belt logic of 35 years in the factory until my body breaks down and I have to retire. And then I die with a couple grand in the bank. I'm not doing that. I'm paving my own route and I don't care who come with me. She begged me to go with her or to come with me. So we relocate to Florida. Mm -hmm. Robert's here. What the fuck are you doing? Lawrence, Imani, Brian, my brother, sister, everybody like, dude, what are you doing? You have no idea what you're getting yourself into. And we have no idea how we're going to get to you. Guess who visited me in July, 30 days later? Boom, boom. This nigga. Wow. He told his grandmama, I need to go see my uncle. Wow. And she had, what, a brother or nephew, right? Slick. Slick. I, I just seen Slick. Right. That's her nephew, right? That was your mm. grandmother's nephew, right? She had a nephew in Florida. She like, well... We got family down there. Let's go. Dude, literally, it was, I, I don't think it was a whole 30 days after I moved. Here he come knocking on my door. Wow. Five years old. <laughs> wow. Five years old. And that's how I knew that that was a bond. Yeah. That distance wasn't going to break. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Dude, I got to go see my aunt. Right. And I don't know, I don't know what his motivation was, but I will tell you something that you may not realize, bro. That was the day, the day he had to leave was the day I saw him change. Because here's what was weird about Sean. Sean never frowned. For the first five years of, my, of his life that I watched him, he was all play all the time. Happy. Laughing, burping, farting, peeing on shit, laughing about it. That's just <laughs> what he did. He threw food. He was your typical little kid. Right. Right. I even had a nickname for him. I ain't gonna throw it out there because he, <laughs> burgers. it was burgers. All right. He burgers. said it. I didn't have to. And I called him that man because I swear to God, dude, he was this chubby little baby, man. He just looked like ground beef, cooked ground beef. <laughs> He's super chocolate. They can't nobody see him. He's super chocolate. He just looked like cooked ground beef. But he was just like rolls of it. So I called him burgers. He looked like a fucking stack of hamburgers. Right. But anybody that know me know. If you special, you got your own name and nobody else will call you that. Nobody on this planet has ever called him burgers. Never knew it. Nope. And he knew that, right? And my kids have one. Everybody that that I have that relationship has that name. So when he came to Florida, he was on like cloud nine. Because not only was he with his uncle again, but we had palm trees and swimming pools and yeah. all of the good shit. It it's going down. Dude, yeah. I remember the day his grandmother told him he had to leave. His whole demeanor changed. It was like the happiness was sucked out of his body for a minute. And I remember I was talking to my wife at the time. I was like, I've never seen Sean like that. And she was like, me neither. Mm. Like, this is weird. Like, he didn't, he didn't cry. It was just. He was just like absent yeah. for like the next half an hour because she told him. We, and I'm sitting there, I'm like, come on, man, we good, we good. Keep in mind, I'm what, 18 at the time? So you had to be, what, four or five, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm like, we good, man. We good. We good. We'll be our house 19. We'll, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. And 
eventually he was like, all right, super emotionalist. I was like, oh, shit. Something just happened. So I made it a point. Because again, when you have those relationships, the whole point of this conversation, when you have those relationships, you work to maintain them. Yeah. I never came to Cleveland and didn't see Sean. I never came to Cleveland and didn't bring Sean to where I was at. And I don't know. Did you, you never came back to Florida. No. Not I, that I remember. I, I never went back to Florida until last week. Right. That was your first trip back. Period. That was the, when I came to see you was my first time going down there. And right. then I, I haven't been down there since 97 until last week. Right. And that's when I seen Slick. For the second time. Right. I ain't seen Slick. <laughs> since then. Since then. It's crazy because <laughs> Slick looked exactly the right. same. I'm like, man, what the fuck, man? <laughs> hey, when you going to get old? Like, he looked <laughs> look exactly, exactly the, same the same. I'm like, man, this shit is crazy. Yeah. Man. Right. Yeah. Man, it's good genes, though. Hey, hope y'all age like that. But the point of this whole thing, man, when when my brother called me, despite the absence, despite the time that I passed, he's still my brother. You know what I mean? And there's mending broken relationships and there's restoring lost relationships. And those are two very different things. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of baby mamas out here that ain't seen their baby daddies in a while, maybe for all the wrong reasons. But to rekindle that for the sake of your child isn't necessarily about fixing whatever was broken. Mm -hmm. It's about restoring whatever y'all had that even created that child for the sake of that child. Because mm -hmm. sometimes you can't fix what's broken. I say this shit all the time. You know, some things are just broken and can't be fixed, but that don't mean they have to be trashed. Yeah. Especially when it comes to relationships, especially when it comes to people, because people don't go away. No. Until you can't get them back. Get them back, right. And then you're fucked. So, you know, if there's one takeaway from this whole episode, don't burn the bridges that you have to maintain. So, Me and my ex-wife, we ain't got the greatest of relationships. And now our kid is grown, so I ain't got to call this motherfucker unless I really need to. <laughs> but I can't, as, as, as complicated as my life has been, because of her existence, if it wasn't for her giving me that child, I would not be the man I am today. Right. So if I can't find nothing else to appreciate about that individual, I'll at least give her that. You mm. gave me my firstborn. Yeah. You ain't gave me nothing else that means shit to me, but you gave me that, and that's enough. And that's enough. And that's enough. So I'll respect you for that. Respect, not like I'll respect, <laughs> respect you, for, you that. for that. Right. You know what I mean? And I don't have I, I to me it's hard to hate. And it's not because I can't hate. I, I do hate. It's just hard to do it because I'm a Virgo. And when I cut somebody off, when I genuinely cut somebody off, I would prefer you burn. I prefer you right. never see me again. Right. I prefer and I it that see way. You again. But Amir had a good line, man. He say one way or another, we're going to a funeral. It's just a matter of my attitude when we show up. Yeah. Right? Remember he said that? Yeah. And I, I kind of, that kind of altered a little bit in me because it's like, you know, you really can kill them with kindness. You kill them with kindness or you kill them with hate. Either way it go, go there's going to be a funeral. Yeah. So how you actually come to that funeral is based on how you decide to live your life in the presence of that person. So, yeah. You know, I don't have to... I don't have to hold on to that. 
But when it comes to people like brothers and sisters, cousins and baby mamas, there's nothing good that comes from hate. Right. So you got to dispel that. You got to get away from that. You got to just mend whatever you can mend out of that. I mean, nothing can change the way you feel. Nothing. But it, it's, it's still a, a place where you can be where y'all can be cordial and, and actually maintain some type of relationship. It doesn't have to be the same relationship you had before. No, not at all. It can be a relationship. Though. It could be something. You, 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 and that's the thing about family. Whether you want to have something or not, they ain't going nowhere. No. Sorry, your brother's going to be your brother for the rest of your life, so you might as well deal with it. Only people you can really cut off like that is your, is your friends. And and your your so called friends. I ain't gonna say your friends because mm-hmm. if they ain't your friends, you're cutting them off. But you you can you can if if they're not doing justice in your life, Let you need know. to get rid of them. That's you know what right. I'm saying? And it, as as much as you want to help, because that's what it end up coming down to. Like I'm only in this because I know you need me. I don't need you, right? But I know you need me because I kind of keep you leveled. And and if I choose to stick around knowing that this is a one-way relationship, at least have some gratitude. Yeah, and and appreciate that I'm here. And it, right. by the time they do that, usually it's too late. Right. So you just kind of just walk away from that. Like, I'm, I'm walking. I done walked away from so many relationships. Right. But you don't burn bridges. But I don't burn you them. Because if I them. see them again, I'd be like, damn, bro, I missed you. It's about how you walk away but from But I don't right. really want to hang around you yeah. ever again, though. But right. I miss you, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, I miss what we used to have, but I know we can never have that again because of the what happened. You know what I'm saying? I done had to tell a lot of people, like, you know what I'm saying? You, you cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you just you just ain't good for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. You, you got to understand the type of person that person may be and how it may be with you. Sometimes, man, it's like oil and milk, man. Some yeah. shit just don't just mix. Don't, but that don't mean <laughs> oil and milk. That, that don't mean <clears throat> that don't mean that you have to leave the situation being an asshole. Yeah, or being you know bitter or just, about or, it. Yeah. yeah, or even being bitter. Period. Because sometimes you gotta let go of shit for real, for real, just to see if it's really even worth holding on to. Right, in the first home. place, exactly. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to keep wasting life too short. I don't want to waste ten years with no motherfucking girl for real, for real. And I don't think that I have a future with you. What the fuck is we doing? Right. right. What are we doing here? You know what I'm saying? What's the, what's the point? I mean, that's just me, though. You know well, I mean? I go back to that that post that I put on Facebook the other day that Pac supposedly once said, just because you lost me as a friend doesn't mean you gained me yeah, as an enemy. enemy. Yeah. I'm, I'm bigger than that. You know, I still want to see you eat. Just don't you eat at my eat table. Yeah. You right. just can't and sit that's, with me. You, that's you some real that, shit, man. You can't take that personal. No. no. The fuck? Like, dude. You can't I, take that personal. This is, I have a life. You have a life. Right. You go your path, I go my path. If we meet at the same place one day and we're both in different spaces and we can kind of laugh about what we went through, that's fine. That's great. But, dude, if you're going to stay in that path that that I just chose not to go, then we're never going to be friends again. You're annoying Drew the line. (laughs) It's over with. (laughs) But we can still even over there. Like, you'd be like, hey, what's up, neighbor? You know what I'm saying? We don't got to be in each other's backyard and shit. And and that's when the bougie conversation come in. Oh, you bougie. That nigga don't mess with us no more. He think he better than us. No, I don't think I'm better than y'all. I know I'm better than y'all. I've leveled up in my life. I know I'm better than that. There's definitely levels to life. That's what people have to understand, man. You can't get mad at the next motherfucker because the expectations that he has for himself. If he feels that, oh, I could be bigger than this, or oh, I could I could do better than this, right. or whatever, and then you actually see him do that, and he ain't on the bullshit that you on no more, that makes him bougie. 
Right. No. That that makes him now. Oh, you acting like you better than me? No, nigga, you have to level up in life. It's not. It's. It don't make sense for nobody to just stay doing this or this shit short right here. I keep coming down there and hitting my my head on that. Yeah. I'm insane. Yeah. I'm doing right. the same thing yeah. over and over and over and over again. Right. Think now I'm gonna get a, a, a different, different outcome. Result, right. That's the definition of insanity. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You niggas is insane. So insane. be insane with yourself. Yeah. Right. Don't By expect yourself. me to come with you. I'm not I'm coming with you. Straight, dude. Right. I'm not doing that. And, and, you know, it goes back to just maturing. Yeah. We have to grow as we age. You know, that was one of my big frustrations. Not the last right. thing I'm going to do is marry somebody at 19 that's 19. And then when I'm 35, that individual is still, still 19. Still 19. Sorry. You ain't, we, we, have we ain't going in two different directions. You just stopped. You stuck. And I ain't stuck with you. No, I got to grow. I am growing. I cannot stay here, dude. And part yeah. of that is challenging yourself. But part of that is also realizing that, you know, like we talked about before, some people you're going to leave behind. But you, if you have a relationship with that individual, it doesn't hurt to go back to that individual and say, hey, you still stuck back there? You know? Have you learned yet? Because yeah. if they have, then it's like, all right, well, I care enough about you to give you the roadmap that I just read, that I just took. Should they even come back? There's a, there's a <laughs> pothole here. There's a police car there. Mm -hmm. There's a stop sign here. Now you know. Yeah. Now here's the map. I'm going to keep going on my road. Yeah. I'm not going to sit here I'm and wait for your ass your to grow out. I'm not driving And I'm that. definitely not pushing your I don't even car. want to relive those bumps and bruises right. I just had to go through to get where but I'm you at. Got, but, but you got a pathway. Ooh. And you should you should travel that road twice as fast as I did because I didn't give you all of the speed I bumps. I gave you all the speed bumps. But if you find yourself in the same spot when I'm at my next level, don't expect me to try that shit again. Because mm -mm. I didn't learn my lesson. No. This dude ain't listening. So, again... I'm going to wrap it up with that. Don't give up on nobody. Don't give up on nobody that you care about. Yeah. But don't hold yourself down for nobody. I don't give a shit how much you care yeah, about. Yeah, don't feel you you obligated to do it. You know what I'm saying? Everybody is somebody's everything. Nobody yeah. is nothing. But these bums that's on the street, they out there for a reason. Yeah. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Like, listen to what everybody is somebody's everything. Nobody is nothing. They, they did something, bro. Right. You feel me? You it's it's no way that the person that I am, mm -hmm. as many as people that I help, that I can't come to you, or I can't go to my own damn mama, or I can go to my own grandmother. Ain't no ain't too many family members that I have that's gonna deny me. I can never be Absolutely. that person. That's what they burnt they bridges. Yeah, that's right. You know what I'm saying? That, that's why they out there yeah. like that. Yeah. And I help. And I know, like, when I give them a dollar or two dollars, they probably want to go buy OE or whatever. I'm not fucking stupid. But right. at the end of the day, I give it to them because I don't necessarily even care, like, what they're going to do with it. Because my whole thing is that could be my mom out there. That could be one of my peoples out there. I have people in my family that's drug addicts. Yeah. Right. And it's not a good feeling. No. Right. You know what I'm saying? Especially when you grow up and you look at that individual and you, and then once you grow up, and then now you really know what drugs is. Like sometimes I think to myself, like, how can you be that fucking weak? Right. You know what I mean? But who am I to, to that, voice right. my opinions on they demons? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Only That's God right. said that how to be looking down on motherfuckers. You That's know what I'm saying? Right. So I keep it to myself, and I just think in my mind, like whoever that person may be, it can a random motherfucker on the street, a bum. I just hope that whatever that person may be going through, that they can find their path. 
But they is the only ones that can do that, whether yeah, they have path, somebody right? or not. This is your situation. Yeah, that's your You're going to keep standing at this damn fucking highway with this bike and these son. This is what you're choosing to do. So with that being said, I can't even feel sorry for a motherfucker like no. that. I, I, right. I'm giving you a dollar or two dollars, but... I'm not giving it to you out of pity. I'm giving it to you more because that's what I want to do. No, because are, I know deep down inside, you fucked up. Those are your blessings, though. You know right. what I'm saying? Dang. Like, when you give somebody, I do that too. When I give people money, I know it's a blessing for me. If it's not a blessing for them, it could be a blessing for them to get whatever they want to get. I don't care what it is. But uh, it's a blessing for me. Absolutely. So we're going to wrap it up on that, Sean. I definitely appreciate you coming in, man. You, oh, man, no you add some energy to the to the sure. conversation. I love you, bro. Thanks you for you, Hey, Boosie, thanks for having me, too. You already know, bro. For sure, for sure. This AG's Convos, and we out. AG's Convos, we're going to show you how the world goes. AG's Convos, we're going to show you how the world goes.